Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to the Gospel for Life. We do have the original crew around the table, Pastor Jonathan, Pastor Russ, Pastor Phil, myself, Pastor Josh from The Well. We're so glad that you joined us today. We're going to talk about friendship today. And one of my favorite verses on friendship is when the scripture talks about David and Jonathan. In 1 Samuel 18, um, it says, As soon as he had finished speaking to Saul, the son of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. And of course, we know how they, they covenanted together, they watched over each other's uh, family and, and backs, and, and of course, Jonathan showed himself even more loyal to Jonathan, um, sorry, to David than his own father. Let's talk about friendship. What, what is biblical friendship? How do we pursue biblical friendship? How do we know if our friendships are biblical? Let's, let's start there, brothers. I think the whole idea is that and this is, I think this is important to think about because we live in a world where because of social media, and this is not going to be the old curmudgeon. Bah humbug. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a dynamic of friendship that is different in our, in our media-saturated world that we live in that somehow affects how we relate to one another and how we interact with one another. And... The idea of friendship is the idea that we walk through life with someone else, mm-hmm. that God has brought people into our lives to help with our sanctification, iron sharpening iron. And so what you do is we all have these circles, and in the inner circle of our friendships, those two to five people that you're the closest to should be those that you share core convictions with, that those are the people that your belief systems don't have to be identical, but should be strongly linked to one another mm-hmm. so that they know you and you know them and they know the core of what makes you you and you know the core of what makes them them and that you can have honest engaging conversations with one another that are not going to be affected by speaking hard truth to one another. So that's that inner circle. Then you have a, a circle outside of that that is more broad. You, you have you know less in common, um, less core convictions. Maybe your personalities are a little bit different that you, you don't connect with, with them. But they're still within your broader circle of, of acquaintances and friendships that you enjoy one another, you do things with one another, but it's, it's going to be less. And then outside of that, it is really your broad acquaintances. Interact, but don't do so on a, a strong level, an intimate mm-hmm. level. You enjoy being around them, but you're not sharing any profound thoughts or insights or actions with them. 
And and I think you just have to know that it's okay to have circles of friendship, and not yeah. everybody has to be equal, yeah. an equal friend. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, we're not uh, we're not capable of being friends with unlimited number of people, three, four, five close friends is enough. And sometimes those close friends can change over time. Yeah. Circumstances oh, cause yes. this. Um, mm-hmm. People that I was closest to in Iowa, some of those that were maybe part of my core have moved into the second circle out now. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I used to feel a lot of guilt about this, yeah. like that I wasn't a good friend, that I, I needed to do a better job. But I had friends in Iowa, then Michigan, and now in Idaho. I couldn't maintain yeah. the same right. number of, I mean, that my inner circle can only be so big. And so I had to learn to allow some of those friendships to move from the inner circle to the next circle out just because I couldn't, I didn't have the bandwidth yeah. to, to maintain mm-hmm. those relationships over, over distance. Some I could. But not all of them. Yeah. Well, this is, I mean, this is deeply related to our relationship with Lord Jesus Christ. Like, our friendships are going to, to change a little bit. And we, we don't like change. Human beings don't like change. But Phil, Phil brother, you're, you're retiring. Uh, your friendships are going to change on the level of your church. Yeah. Uh, I'm stepping away from the radio program in order to uh, help launch a school in the fall of 2023. I hope to be back on, on some guest host stuff, but our friendships are going to change. But one thing that, that doesn't ever change is our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and no matter what season we're in, we've, we talked about being on the mountaintop or in the valley of the shadow of death, we have a steadfast friend uh, that is with us in every single season yeah. proverbs eighteen twenty four. he is the friend that sticks closer than a brother and there you know you're talking about um you know how our the dynamics change we get to you know the fact that we're getting together once a week um is illustrative of what it takes to be a friend yeah you have in order to have to have friends you have to be friendly you have to be you spend have to, time you have to spend time you have to engage with people and there's there are people who are unwilling to engage with anyone, and then they wonder why they they don't have friends, right. or, or they they're only engaging in in a in a way that will crush other people around them. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think there's a there's an importance about just spending that time with one another in order to have those friendships. Mm-hmm. And I think time is so important with one another. John writes in in both his second letter and his third letter, though I have much to write to you. I would rather not use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to come to you and talk face-to-face so that our joy may be complete. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's that that being able to look the other person in, in the eye and to, to be there to gauge appropriately the reaction and, and, and the, the inflections and, and all of the rest that – why I said earlier, I, I don't want to be that negative guy against social media, but it has so many limits that face to face friendship, face to face relationships is actually paramount. Not, no other relationship well, can compare well, you, to that. And you talked about how sometimes those friendships move into the, this, uh, a secondary circle. But if you've had those kind of relationships with people that you're talking about, those face-to-face relationships, it's amazing mm-hmm. that you can – somebody can – a friend from, you know, 
10 years ago, 20 years ago, you get together with them and it's like you just pick up the conversation right where it mm-hmm. stopped and you yeah. just, and it's like you haven't been gone. And that's what friendship does. That's and this is what we're looking forward to when we are face to face with them. We can just pick right we can just pick right back up, you know. Yeah. I mean, look, Josh has been gone for a, f- a month and we just pick right back up yeah. in here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I think the uh, the key to Christian friendship is knowing that the Lord Jesus Christ is our greatest and best friend. Amen. Mm -hmm. John uh, chapter 15, uh, beginning with verse uh, 12, Jesus said, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this to lay down his life for his friends. And Jesus was obviously talking about himself there. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants anymore because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my Father. Jesus is on intimate terms with us. When you uh, put that friendship first, then you can be intimate friends with others. Yeah, you can have that transparency with other Mm -hmm. people. You're no longer pretending. Right. And there's a sense in which you're bulletproof. Meaning, like, so when we come into relationship with Christ, we have a union with him that can never be broken. But as our communion with him is developed through prayer, through scripture reading, that that friendship, at least subjectively experienced, is super strong. And that makes you bulletproof in one sense where, you know what, my friends can disappoint me. My friends, my human friends can can uh, sin against me. My human friends can uh, even betray me. My human friends can can deceive me, and I'm more free to love mm-hmm. and forgive and bear with them patiently and kindly, because my contentment in relationship is not absolutely dependent upon them. It's being filled by by Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think this is so important that it, your first and foremost friendship needs to be with Jesus Christ because that is where your identity comes from. Mm-hmm. And there's a temptation to get our identity from our relationships. Mm-hmm. And you have to safeguard against that, um, that your identity always needs to come from only one relationship, and that's your relationship to Jesus Christ. And once that is established, I think this is so key to what Josh is saying, that the, the whole bulletproof idea is that as I enter into then other relationships on the basis of the foundation of my union with Christ, all of the things that happen in those relationships, though significant, though sometimes can create great joys and great sorrows, they're not ultimate. That's right. And so they'll be, they'll pass. Well, the the major difference is Jesus isn't our friend for what he gets. You know, there are a lot of there are a lot of people in our life that will be friendly to us because of what they're getting from us. Yeah. But because our identity is with him, he's the one who has given everything. Yeah. He gets it's in one sense he doesn't really get in return. Uh, you know, he's 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 a friend regardless yeah. because he's come into our life. Yeah, I mean, as you've been, Jesus said, as you've been uh, freely given to, so freely give. 
uh, Jesus is not, he, he's not marking off his checklist of, okay, this is the way that Josh has been a friend to me, mark, 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 and so now mm. I'll pour out my love and grace upon him. No, he loves me in my worst moments. And, mm-hmm. and this is so related. Like when, when Peter comes to Jesus in Matthew chapter 18 and says, hey, uh, how many times must I forgive my brother? Seven, seven times? Seventy times? No, 70 times seven. And then he gives that parable of, of the, the, the person who, the servant who didn't forgive the other servant. Well, why did he not forgive the other servant? Because he hadn't actually experienced the forgiveness of the king. Mm-hmm. He, he, he got it on a piece of paper, but he didn't get it down in his heart. When, <laughs> when we have been forgiven of our sins and our trespasses based off of nothing that we have done, but by, mm-hmm. by the free grace of God, that frees us to love other people in spite of the fact that we, they, they will disappoint us. We always tell our prospective members when they're doing their membership class, we say, we promise that we will disappoint you. We promise it. And yeah. we promise that you're going to disappoint us. But in spite of that, when we enter into covenant membership with you, we're going to love you nonetheless. Mm-hmm. We're going to love you nonetheless. And I think this is an area where we as the church can be a wonderful example to the world of what it means to love in spite of and be faithful in our friendships and commitments to one another despite the shortcomings that we each bring into those relationships. And I think it, it's a beautiful picture of of what it means to love our neighbor as ourselves because we've experienced the love of God. Yeah, go go read uh, Romans 16. Paul, Paul starts giving all of these commendations in, in his relationships and you'll see the love of Christ coming through him instrumentally as a human being. Well, this has been the Gospel for Life. We're so glad that you joined us. Uh, we hope to see you next time.